Hello and welcome to another episode of this podcast, YouTube show, and live stream, and so much more, whose name I still don't really care for, so it's called Behind the Streamer. I don't really think it's a great name. We'll fix it someday. More importantly than that, let me introduce our wonderful guest, a legend in the Gwent community, member of Team Bandit Gang, not Rashid. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. So, tell me how to basically kind of break the ice. Tell me a little bit about yourself. You can pick up uh, your education. You can pick up what you do full time. Tell me about yourself, my friend. Uh, graduated from college with a business management degree. Okay. I used to be a travel agent, but uh, my contract ran out last month. So I guess I'm a full-time streamer now. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way to do it. All right. So you used to be a travel agent. So let's, let's break it down. So you went to business management degree and you're in Saudi Arabia. Is that right? Yeah. Awesome. So but do you have an interest in business? What led you to that degree? Nope. I, I wanted to study law, but because my grades weren't good enough in math for some reason. Okay. I couldn't, so I had to choose another major. So you couldn't study law because you were, didn't have the grades in math, so you ended up in business management? Yeah. Is that right? Doesn't seem really yeah. correct, doesn't it? I feel like lawyers would need less math than somebody who's doing... Exactly! Managing a <laughs> business. That's, that's, that's math. In many ways, oh. math doesn't check out. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, another thing, which I... So I, I studied college in, in Canada... Ooh. So I didn't figure it out till then, because like in Arabic, um, mm -hmm. the letters are connected to each other. Mm -hmm. Like each word is like connected. Okay. So I didn't figure out till I went to study college that I was dyslexic. <laughs> wow. And that probably is why I had a private tutor in math and barely passed. Wow, that's brutal. So you didn't, you, that that is so tough. So you studied abroad. Is this your first? Was that your first time studying abroad? Do you have an experience uh, beforehand? Then I mean, so I've lived abroad a lot, but like most of them were Arabic countries where I studied. But yeah, that was the first. Like I went to Canada for summer school and stuff. But yeah, this was like the first time, like stu really studying abroad. So you, it sounds like you've been around hopping from mostly, uh, you said Arabic countries, imagine the Middle East, and then yeah. some, some, some experience of Canada through summer school, but you're this way, you go to college really in Canada, this real full-time chosen university, yeah. you get there and find that you're dyslexic. That's brutal. <laughs> that is a tough roll of the dice. And then you get by a map. You sound like okay, so you get by a map. How was studying in Canada, by the way? Was that a big adjustment for you, or was the summer school oh. enough of an experience? Well, being on my own for the first time was a lot of fun because, like, my parents are kind of like controlling and like to micromanage. So mm -hmm. being on my own was a lot of fun. Obviously, having alcohol and because <laughs> alcohol is illegal yeah alcohol is illegal there bacon's illegal a bunch of stuff's illegal in saudi arabia yeah and uh, uh mm -hmm. the fact that women don't have to wear burqas that was a, a, a nice view <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad you know what you know changing culture might suit you 
Yeah. You, interesting. Do you want to stay in uh so you, okay, we'll get there. Long-term ambitions. We'll get there. I'm so curious. But you so you come back after college and you yeah. pro- it sounds like you've been living it up, having a good time and you're back you go back to Saudi Arabia and you become a travel agent. Is that the correct jump or were there other steps between? No, I had other jobs in between. Okay. Tell me more. Yeah, so I worked in this uh, what they call it, like a construction company that um, it's more of a corporation, I guess. So anything the Saudi government wants to build, like uh, a bridge or a stadium mm-hmm. or whatever, it's through this company. And I was in like procurement and okay. working there was miserable. miserable. Like they treated us like, like slaves, essentially. Okay. So... I had to work there from eight to six, six days a week. Ooh. If I'm late an hour, I have to make up that hour for them to only deduct one day's pay from my salary. Oh, that is wild. Yeah. yeah, it was it was so bad there. At some point, they like let go of half of our department, double okay. our workload for the same pay. Oh, that sounds super awful. Wait, so yeah, it was it was so bad. Interesting, and it sounds like it's the company that the Saudi government relies on for yes. building. So there's not really a lot of competition. If the Saudi government wants to say this is the company, not like there's yeah, like, exactly. So and, and they know they can use that because they can yep. promise you like oh promotions, it's good on your CV and whatnot. Uh-huh. But I really like I'm not really career oriented i'd say okay like i i just want a chill job make enough money to live and that's it i don't want like my work to be my life you know no that makes a lot of sense and that's something people it's good that you know that i think it's something i wish more people reflected on where you can't have it all for example if you're gonna say i want to start my own company and i'm gonna go hard at that okay you have to what else are you giving up you might have to give up close friendships, uh, time with family. But sometimes it's like, you know what? I want a 40-hour job, maybe even less. I just want to pay my bills, and I want to chill. That's how I like to be. That's who I am. The faster yeah. you find out what you want, the faster you can do what you're meant to do. It's a wonderful thing. That's yeah, exactly. Because, like, mm-hmm. as long as I have enough money to live, like, that's mm-hmm. all I care about. I don't spend money on anything other than <laughs> cigarettes, I guess. Yeah, you know, I, I feel that. I also, for myself, I, said that I think it was probably a similar, a similar sense of how to spend money where I realized that, hey, John, you don't, you don't spend money. I just hoard it. Like when I get it and I had a prior to quitting and becoming a full-time content creator, making all this yeah. money and all I did was like, oh, I just buy stock and stuff. Like I don't, I don't need it. Rice, beans, salsa, cheese. I'm ready to go. Keep it cheap, baby. Keep it cheap. But I like to have. And I started to realize, oh yeah, John, you just, you just don't need money. Just pay the bills. And invest when you get extra money, and you're gonna be perfectly happy. And faster I realize yeah, exactly. that, the faster I lean into that. If I spend money, it's gonna be on food. That's the rule. <laughs> food, food. You have smoking as your vice. I love food. Good food. Mmm, so lovely. <laughs> oh, I love food too. I order food almost every day. Ooh, you're you're you're. I I, I respect that. You know what? You know you know your passions. Your passions are food, cigarettes, and chilling. Got my respect. <laughs> Got my respect. <laughs> ah. So wait, tell me more. I guess one thing that surprises me is you have, in your story so far, you have this degree from Canada. I would have expected you to come back and have like a luxurious job in Saudi Arabia because you got this 
uh, probably expensive foreign education. But it sounds like you were made into like in procurement, working at a job with brutal work practices. Is that just, is yeah. that what you were expecting or what happened there? No, that wasn't what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest. Because, again, all I wanted to be was a lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, w when I couldn't get into law, my dad just said, oh, take business management. That's on the rise. Uh -huh. So I just took it. I didn't, I, like, I didn't really think about what I was going to do after college. Okay. Because, like, college was stressful. Mm -hmm. So, like, th that took all of my attention. So when I came back, like, I didn't really think. I just applied for a bunch of jobs. Uh -huh. Most of them were a lot worse, to be honest. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> like, the conditions were a lot worse, so I took this one. So this is the best of the worst, so to speak? Best of the worst? Yeah. Respect? Yeah, because, okay. like, mm -hmm. thing is, there's this thing here in Saudi where... Like, what do I even call it? Like, like they call it the Saudi work mentality. Okay. It's... uh. Basically, people are just, they don't want to work hard. They don't want to do anything. So if you have no work experience, your starting job is always going to be bad because they don't know if they can trust you or not. Okay, that's interesting. And there is a bit of that. And so I'm in the States. And there's a little bit of that. If you want to get in the corporate of dump the worst jobs on the newest employees because they have the least experience, yeah. it's easy to put them there. Sounds like it's a little different, though. In Saudi Arabia, it sounds like the mentality is everybody who wants, nobody wants to work. And so if you're coming in with no work experience, yes. you haven't been broken yet, put on a ton of pressure, give them a crap job and see if they can actually stay. And then from there, yeah, exactly. ideally get the promotions, that incentive you mentioned earlier, move them up the chain. Interesting. That still is really brutal, though. The idea of missing an yeah, hour and losing a day's pay is that would have been that's yeah, so illegal I remember in the United States. Uh-huh. I uh, cuz I hate I hated work so much cuz okay. again from 8 to 6 uh 6 days a week when you get home you have no energy for anything. I didn't hang uh -huh. out with my friends, I didn't do anything. And yep. I just wanted time off. But thing is my so uh, I have OCD and I have like a lot okay. of anxiety issues. And my dad always makes everything seem like, oh, this is it. It's make or break time. Okay. So don't lose this job because you're not going to get another one and, and stuff like that. So, like, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted <laughs> time off from work so bad mm -hmm. that I begged my friend to break my arm <laughs> so <laughs> I could have time off of work. <laughs> that. That is brutal. Oh, God. I don't think I've ever worked a job where I would have been like, yeah, can you please break my arm, friend? Do it for me. I'm asking you. I need you to just snap my bone so that I can get a few days off of work. Wow. That is that's truly desperate. So then how do you leave? You have all this parental, where you mentioned your father, giving you all this pressure, putting you in a make-or-break mindset. How did you leave that job? How long did you last, too? So, um, so during summers in, in, in the same company, when, when yeah. I was in high school, like they, they had a program one month a year, you can go and like work in different departments to gain experience. Okay. And when I, when I went there as a student, it was really chill. There were no problems at all. Like they treated us well and all of that. And, and there was this, this guy who worked there. He was from, uh, India Okay. He was always really nice to me. So when I started working there after college, he was still there. 
and after they they fired <clears throat> they, they let go of half of our workforce and double our workload uh -huh. like i was starting to get fed up yeah and um and Don't then he that. got fired Ooh. because he got a, in a disagreement of a, an opinion with one of the managers okay so over lost. something that mm -hmm. doesn't have to do with like work at all and they fired him because of that even though he's been at the company for like 20 years that's awful so okay yeah exactly so like to me that was it i remember um the the manager of our department came in that day to take his golf clubs because mm -hmm. <laughs> he doesn't okay. do anything <laughs> and i just told him i quit like wow. i'm done yeah you're just like, that's the line. If they're just going to fire somebody of 20 years, good work. Who's nice to me yeah, over a no, non-work so, so, thing. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, he's been there for 20 years and they yeah. still treated him badly. Uh-huh. No loyalty. Just like, like ah, yeah, it's not going to get better for me. No, I guess, I guess it kind of breaks the illusion of like, oh yeah, grind early on, get that Saudi work mentality and we'll give you that promotion. But he's like, oh, yeah, here's your loyalty. In 20 years, you disagree over something not work-related. It's like you're a goner. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, that's, so, yeah, there's, like, this disillusioning moments. Like, the grind's gone. There's no reward at the end. It's just pain the whole way through. And you are, as you mentioned earlier, somebody who wants, like, a chiller experience. You want to have, you know, make your money. Yeah, exactly. Go home and chill. It's not, clearly, the idea of being on a knife's edge every day, having to agree with everything. For 20 years is not not matching so you quit you quit what happens next so your father is gonna find out you just walked away yeah i told him i i just okay. walked i just drove home and i told him i quit okay. he was like why what happened and i told him kind of understood and then uh i was like jobless for a while i played a lot of dota <laughs> a lot oh. of dota okay uh, i heard you're quite good at dota too during this time i i used to be not anymore like i'm not comp i used to like play it for like 16 hours a day every day <laughs> that's brutal that, that explains i mean you've been you have a history of being good at a lot of different games that would explain it if you're doing a 16 hour grind at that one game that yeah. got pretty good so, so mm -hmm. yeah Wait. then I, I got this job at at the travel agency but it was a different job than what i had now and the work was also brutal. So I worked from eight till four, and then I have one hour break, and then from five until 11 at night, six days a week. <laughs> and, and I got minimum wage. You know, I thought I worked a lot. I confess, I thought I was doing <laughs> a really good job. I was really proud of my work ethic, but no. Eight to four, one hour break, five to 11. Yeah, six days a week. Six days a week. Yeah, okay. so I basically had no life at that point. No, there is no way to get a life. You come home every day probably feeling like crap. You sleep, wake up, eat breakfast. If you have time for that, go back to work. Yeah. And, and like, the work was forced, like a two-hour drive. Wow, you had a two-hour commute? <laughs> each way? Okay. Yeah, each way. I, I'm glad I do not work in Saudi Arabia. I, I confess, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm really all of a sudden quite grateful for the American work standards, which are bad compared to Europe's, but man, or at least Western Europe, feeling really good right now, yeah. feeling really lucky. <laughs> but tell, so, okay, so you get this travel agency job, you're working like a fiend, and you switched jobs there, was it a promotion, what else was going on? So, 
so my job at that point was uh, I deal with walk-in customers that okay. want to buy plane tickets. And let's be real. At this day and age, if someone comes to you to buy a plane ticket instead of doing it online, mm -hmm. <laughs> they probably either like have no technological awareness yep. or have really unrealistic expectations. <laughs> so there huh. was this guy. Okay. I remember that annoyed the fuck out of me. He came, he wanted a first class flight, um, uh, I think to the Emirates. First class, okay. either Saudi or uh, Emirati Airlines, which are really expensive, and he wanted it for like $200 or less. Oh uh, yeah, it's not happening from the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, okay, there's no, there's no, like, the, the cheapest is like triple the price. And he's, he'd be like, oh, oh, it's fine. I trust you. Keep looking and I'll come back in a few hours and check. And I'm like, dude, the prices are only going to get more expensive. He literally <laughs> came twice a day for four days in a row <laughs> till he realized there's no hope. Oh, which, well, the optimist, optimist. Oh god, that's brutal. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, if you could keep checking for another couple hours, I'll be right back. Wait, do yeah, even though I told him up front, there is no, there's no way you're gonna find that deal. Right. And the more you wait, the more expensive it gets. That how, that's how like airline okay. tickets work. Okay, so how many? I gotta ask. How? Because yeah, because the closer you get, the more they can charge. Because the more desperate you become, less there are. Yeah. So wait, who's coming at like 9, 10, or 11 p.m. at night to buy airplane tickets? Because they're keeping you oh, there late. Mm -hmm. So uh, if I'm lucky, <laughs> I'd get like a walk-in customer like once a week, if I'm lucky. Okay, then what do you do all day? <laughs> Nothing. We just, I used to play Dota at work. I used to play CSGO on the computer. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a very efficient business. So, so the business made the bulk of their money from um, from the other department, which is they dealt with companies. Like whenever a company wants to send send their employees ah, to seminars, good. like obviously, like you'd you'd buy a lot of mm -hmm. tickets and like hotel packages and whatnot. Right, and then so you that's just where most you. of the money came. Interesting. So you got yeah. the you got the long, annoying, boring job of sitting there waiting for the once a week, one a week customer, <laughs> and then just play Dota the whole time. Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. See why you got really good at Dota? <laughs> it's just the Dota thing is Dota training keeps coming. <laughs> all right, all right. So mm -hmm. after a while, I got honestly sick of it because I wasn't doing anything. Mm -hmm. It was boring at work. I couldn't hang out with my friends because literally all my day is spent at the office. Yeah. And for minimum wage, mm -hmm. which isn't like even like, again, mon money doesn't matter that much to me. But when you know you're getting minimum wage, that's the worst, right? <laughs> you're just like, OK, I can't, yeah, I can't have a social life. I'm getting paid minimum wage and I'm spending all day doing nothing. Yeah, okay. exactly. So I mm -hmm. quit. And then, like, a couple of months later, they, they called me and they were like, you want to come work in the other department, work with companies, and you'll only have to be at the office for two hours a day. <laughs> I don't understand. And you, can do the rest of, okay. and you can do the rest of your work from home. 
and okay. they were gonna give, him, give me like four times my salary. So I was like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> okay, okay. So you do this. Do you like this more? Is this better? Yes, of course. <laughs> Is that even a question? Well, I'm just saying, you mentioned earlier you weren't about the money. And if it was like, okay, easy working in it. Yeah, but, but again, it's it's two two hours of work to make four times what uh, I did. Uh, all right, for second, one... just checking. <laughs> just checking. So you, okay. Oh, okay. and we, mm-hmm. yeah, and we also, if we brought them a company to sign with them, we got a pretty fat signing bonus. Okay. So, um. One of my friends was in management in Toys R Us. Okay. Remember that company? I, do, I think it I went do. under. I don't know what's going on with that. Oh, it went under. <laughs> it went under. Um, yeah. So a few years ago when... Okay. When... Um, w- w- like, he was talking to me about them needing a travel agency to work with. So when I basically brought them as a customer to sign a contract... Okay. I got a fat... Signing bonus. I'm not surprised. I literally bought a two-floor apartment with it that I still live in. <laughs> okay, so you get like, move out of your parents' house. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, that kind of makes sense. I mean, that is a huge corporate account while they existed. So yeah. that's not a you know plenty of buyers traveling around the world trying to needing to book hotels, airlines. Wow. Okay, so you literally yeah. just bought in a two. We said two-story apartment, two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. What was it? No, two-floor two apartment. Two-floor apartment. Dang. So, <laughs> a wild story, yeah, my friend. Thing is, like, work sucks in Saudi, but the cost of living is really cheap. Like, minimum mm-hmm. wage is pretty livable, I'd say. Interesting. At least for a single person. Yes. Yeah. Okay, once you add kids, yeah. things become more complicated. Yeah. Interesting. You've had a really wild time. So we then we fast forward. We fast forward a little bit. You're you yeah. just your contract ran out and they did not renew it. Is that right? Uh, so because when when COVID happened, uh, the Saudi government uh. did a deal with all private companies that mm-hmm. they're gonna give them money, but they're <clears throat> they can't fire any of their employees. Okay. So, because I'm a travel agent and there's a travel ban and no one can travel, yep. I got paid for the past week to just <laughs> sit at home. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm with you. So, wait, yeah. are, are you getting paid right now for just chilling because of the travel ban? I, I was up till uh, last was, month. Last month, and they, the money ran out. And they like, yeah, full okay. salary and all. That's pretty good. I, I, I'm not even mad that my contract ran out. Nope. They paid me for a whole year to do nothing. That would do it. A free year of no work, just chilling. What a wild story. So then we fast forward to the day. After all this like ups and downs, we get to you chilling in a two-floor apartment that you own outright. <laughs> you are a full-time streamer. And yeah. because there's obviously you've mentioned you have another job, yep. And uh yeah. you just got paid for a whole year of doing no work because there was a travel yeah. ban. And so, do you? Does it mean you have like adequate savings? Are you chilling? Are you looking for work? What are you, where are you at right now? So, so ever ever since I got, like basically the second job, the four mm-hmm. times the salary. Ever since then, I've only spent a quarter and saved all the rest. So I'm not like really worried about money yeah. right now. Yeah, so and like okay. my. Po- I'm sorry, one. I was gonna say it sounds like you're good, right? If you've only spent, you got your full year salary. Yeah. You don't spend a four. If you're technically good for another three years minimum. Oh, probably more, cause like this was what I worked for them since 
2016, I think, is when I, I got the, the second job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, like, my plan is in, like, two, three months, I want to move back to Canada. Nice! Two or three months back to Canada. And you're going to use that fat signing bonus plus all that to fund it? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, exactly. So, are you going to immigrate there permanently? Are you chilling there just for a short-term stay? What's the goal? What's the goal? I'm, I'm hoping to immigrate there. Like, I'm currently working on it. Uh, and yeah, hopefully I can just move there and never come back. <laughs> <laughs> so what's motivating this move? I mean, you, there's plenty of reasons you've given, but like, tell me in particular, what things are you most excited about? Uh, al- can I say alcohol and bacon? You can say alcohol <laughs> and bacon. That's fine. No, I'm, so- I'm, the, I'm in the country that has no problems with what you can or cannot say. You're, you're the one that I'm more worried about, but I'll let you navigate your country. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll tell you when I decided on this. Yeah? Four years ago, um, allegedly, and this is a fictitious story, blah, 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 okay? I was mm-hmm. going to a friend's house, and a cop pulled me over, and... Uh, <clears throat> I couldn't hear his siren because I had Dance Gavin Dance blasting in my car. Okay. He pulled me over and I waited in my car because that's the protocol. Yep. And he came fucking running to me, opened the door and started yelling, why didn't you get out of the car? And I'm like, what? (laughs) Aren't you supposed to come to me? I'm not supposed to get out. He's like, get out of the car right now. And he starts searching me and searching the car. Okay. And he found nothing. Yep. And he kept searching me for like 40 minutes and asking me random questions like, why do you have six cans of iced tea in your car? And I'm like, I'm going to a friend's house. He told me to get him iced tea. Well, what am I going to do with it, dude? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So after like 40 minutes, he tells me to wait in front of his car. He goes in his car. He talks on the phone. A few minutes later, another car arrives, goes into my car comes out a minute later and he's like oh i found drugs in the ashtray <laughs> that's awful that's just like yes like, yeah that's like awful i think that is a whole it's like a whole setup you're getting framed my friend by the cops. yeah exactly okay so but what happened from, so from my understanding of the saudi law is they can't do anything to you if your blood is clean like you do a drug test So, uh, I told them that's not mine, you can even drug test me if you want, I'm pretty sure you planted it. So they were like, okay, we're gonna drug test you. They put me in the back of the cop car, they take me (coughs) to this place, which I didn't realize at the time, was a prison for people who use drugs. Okay. Because in Saudi, everything is extreme. So... They take you to this prison. Yeah, and they're like... Okay, go in there, and there you're gonna have your drug test, and you'll see what happens. So, I go in, a dude walks up to me, and he's like, okay, go into this room. I open the door, and it's just like a tiny closet. There's nothing in there. Mm -hmm. It's just a small room. And he's like, pull your pants down and squat. (laughs) And I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> okay, uh, this, this I guess, a... so they were trying to check if I had drugs in my asshole, oh, <laughs> oh. pretty much. Okay, yeah. that is a plot twist, I'm a female, I'm like, that was a bold, that's okay. So they okay. check, and that's gotta be an unpleasant experience, pretty yeah. low on things to experience. Okay, carry out, so you get checked, obviously not yeah, finding anything. Yeah, and then they lead me into this room that's, I don't know how to explain it, it wasn't big, 
and it wasn't small, but there were 86 other people in it. Okay. Like detention so, center kind of deal? Yes, yes. It's like a prison cell. Yeah. So okay. I walk in, and again, this was like four years ago, uh, and I looked a lot younger. Like, keep in mind, I'm 28. Yep. All right, <laughs> then, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. So you're younger, younger. Yeah. So uh, I go in. And everyone in there is like, oh my god, what's wrong? How did you get in here? You're so young, what happened? And I'm like, guys, relax. I'm just gonna do a drug test and leave. Don't worry about me. They're like, are you stupid? You're already in prison. It's done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so So I start... You're in prison, okay. Yeah, so I start freaking out, obviously, because I didn't expect it. It was some, like, fucking M. Night Shyamalan twist. (laughs) There's no drug test. There's nothing. So I'm like, guys, what's going to happen to me? And they tell me. So what's going to happen is, at some point, whenever they, the cops, feel like it, they're going to take me to court. And when I go to court, whatever happens, I have to say that the drugs are mine. And I'm like... What do you mean the drugs are mine? And doesn't that kind of <laughs> fucks yeah, me over? A, yeah, it just puts you in the bind, right? It's you admitting the crime you didn't do and instant yeah. guilty. Tell me, tell me, so, so why would you do that? So three people told me, uh, if you say it's... So if I say it's mine, I get to re- leave this prison, go home, and in like a year have a trial and get sentenced to one or two years in, in another prison. If I say it's not mine, they'll keep me in this prison for the year till the trial date. (coughs) Wow. Okay, so what do you do? What do you even do? You're totally innocent. Yeah. So I was like, come on, guys. That doesn't seem right. What the fuck? And... One of the guys that was telling me told me he was he's literally been in there for four months after he said it's not his they were like okay we're gonna keep you while we investigate they sent him back to this prison to this cell and they didn't talk to him since <laughs> no drug tests no statements mm-hmm. nothing Just blow him off leave him in prison because he disrupted yeah. the arrest effectively okay okay yeah. so you're you're screwed Tell me more. Yeah. What happens next? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much screwed. So, um, so I met a few people in there. Obviously, like, they had to waste time till they uh-huh. take me to court. Yep. Uh, there was a dude I feel so bad for. He, he, he basically got arrested in the ghetto side okay. of the city. Um, he, he went in his car with his five-year-old son and bought from a dealer. But the police were watching the dealer from afar. So Mm. they waited till he drove off so the dealer wouldn't see, and then they stopped him and arrested him and left his five-year-old kid in the ghetto. That's insane. And, yeah, and they wouldn't let him call anyone. So, so... He was obviously, he's apparently been there for like a week. Uh, and he just like got fed up. He grab, grabbed a blanket and tried to hang himself. And like other people in the prison cell were stopping him. And I'm next to the door and there's a guard watching. And I'm like, are you just, are you yeah. not going to do anything? And he was like, nope. So like, <laughs> okay, cool, dude. <laughs> okay, that's pretty, that's a lot of Yeah, I, I've heard... 
a lot of horror stories in there. So there was this other kid. He was like 22, 23 at the time. He he met an online friend through some football forum. Uh, the other, the online friend lives in another city. Okay. And they started like talking about whatever, and they became friends. So mm -hmm. the online friend asks him, like, "Do you do you smoke weed?" Keep in mind, all of this is for big weed, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's like, "Yeah, I occasionally smoke weed." So the online friend was like, "Oh, I'm gonna come visit in like two weeks. Can you get me some, and I'll pay you?" And this person was like, "Oh no, we're friends. It's on me. I'll I'll get I'll get mm -hmm. you for free." So when the online friend showed up, he was a cop, and they arrested him as a drug dealer. So if if it's personal use in Saudi, you get between one to two years in prison, and okay. you can't get any job at all. If you're a drug dealer, they execute you. Okay, this poor guy was set up to become that, which he really wasn't. And yes. Then... Yeah, exactly. That end. Okay. Yeah. That's all awful. God. Yeah. Yeah, we can't, I can see why Canada might be attractive. But tell me, so what happens <laughs> next in your, what happens next in this fictitious story of yours? Because you're yeah. stuck. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, oh, the worst thing was, so it's a huge room. It's worse? Okay. No, I can't, I can't. Uh, and there's a sink with no soap, and there's two bathroom stalls without uh, a door. Mm -hmm. And I'm germophobic as fuck. Mm -hmm. And everyone there, like, reeks. Everyone there just stinks, because they've been in there for months without showering. And mm -hmm. then the guard hands us food, and it's just a big tray without plates. There's rice and chicken on it, and everyone's eating with their hands. Yep. Yeah, that so it was sucks. pretty disgusting. And everyone's like, oh, Rashid, come on, eat, man. Don't be sad. And I don't know how to tell them. <laughs> it's not that I'm sad that I don't want to eat. It's that you guys disgust me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awful. That's, yeah, it's just cruel. The whole system you described is just cruel. So you're in yeah. this prison. You're, having, you're getting, seeing horrible things. You're with people who are in horrible situations. have been set up for this. Uh, even if I watch someone try to hang themselves, you yeah, you have your you have OCD. I'm sure is triggering. You want to be clean, and this place is anything but clean. And you're a totally innocent dude stuck in this uh, this prison. So uh, you're obviously sitting here right now. What yeah. happens? Oh, uh, I tried to sleep to, okay. to just pass time. And the thing is, because again, we're eighty, literally eighty six people in that room. The only space you have is to sit like this. There's mm -hmm. no space for anything else. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I tried to sleep. I talked to some people. And at some point I did sleep. I don't know for how long because we didn't even have like a window to the mm -hmm. outside and they took my watch. So I literally didn't know how long I was in there. So at some point someone calls my name. I wake up and they're like, they're taking you to court. So I'm like, okay, guys, quickly, what do I say? They told me, just say it's yours to get out. And when you get out, just go do a drug test to prove you've been framed or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, cool. They, they handcuff my hands together, my legs together. They take me to court, me and a few other people. <clears throat> and then they sit us in this room. 
and uh, there are there's a sheet with like our turns to go in. Mm -hmm. So when it was my turn to go to the prosecutioner, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> he's like he sees me and he immediately gets pissed off, and he starts like quoting religious shit at me, and he's like, "You're young. How could you do this to yourself?" Allah said this, and you're ruining your life, and blah, blah, blah. Then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So he's like, so why did you do it? And I'm like, uh, no, so, yeah. So he was like, so why was it in your car? Were you driving while smoking? And I was like, uh, no, I smoked at my house, and then put it in the car to get rid of it, but I forgot to. Mm-hmm. Because I assume driving yep. while under... I'm yeah, assuming that's, that's going to be, be worse. worse. I'm with you, I'm with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm just getting zoned there. I'm like, okay, imagine this scene. Find the prosecutor and they're like, you know, they're, they're <laughs> nervous about you. They're freaking out. And you're like, yeah, I mean, I don't think saying you're smoking and driving is the power move here. <laughs> having you say, I was smoking the absolute bare minimum in the safest of places far away from everyone else and realized I had sinned and wanted to throw it a, you know, spin it as hard as you can. Tell me yeah. more, okay, keep going. I, I'm with you, I'm with you. I think you're, it's a yeah. good lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's like, so uh, how long have you been doing it? And I was like, oh, this was my first time. Mm -hmm. So uh, he was like, then why did you do it? And I was like, uh, I, I, didn't, I couldn't think <laughs> of anything. So the first thing that came to my mind is, oh, my mom and dad always fight, and I think they're gonna get a divorce. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, depressed. I just want anything to, like, Numb not it. worry about it. Okay. <laughs> no worries. Okay, so is that what you say? Is that what you tell them? Your yeah, yeah, that, that's okay. what I told him. So he's like, so where did you get it from? And I'm like, oh, fuck, the guys forgot to coach me on this one. <laughs> so I said from the ghetto. Uh, mm -hmm. So he's like, from where in the ghetto? I said, I don't know, some random dude that cleans, like, that washes cars. And he's like, for how much? And I don't know the price. I've never done, like, that mm -hmm. stuff. So I'm like, uh, 20 reals. That's like $4. Okay. <laughs> so he gets pissed. He's like, 20 reals? That's probably not even weed. That's probably, like, just chemicals that fucks up your brain and shit, you imbecile. And he kept <laughs> yelling at me and that stuff. So he's like, okay, so I wrote everything you're, you said to me. So just sign your confession. So I signed it. Okay. And then I was let... They let me go back to the waiting room, and I'm like, oh, there's a bathroom stall with a door. I can <laughs> finally take a shit after, like, what, 20-something hours of holding okay. it in. All right, all right, you're free, you're free, you get a little bit of privacy. Yeah. Okay. No, but here's the thing. My hands uh -huh. are handcuffed together. My oh, legs man. are handcuffed together. I waddle into the, the stall, and it's an, an, an Arabic toilet. Have you ever seen an Arabic toilet? It's just... It's just a hole in the ground. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to figure out the logistics of doing it while handcuffed. Uh-huh, okay, okay. Because <laughs> so, I don't want to touch it. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I had to clean. do, like, something weird. Like, like I think I... It was like this is, is pretty much how he ended up doing <laughs> it. <laughs> like a wild kneel, a wild squatting position. Okay, I'm with you, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, okay. and then they took me back to prison. And I was feeling safe at that point. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, okay, the trial is in a year. I have a lot of time to prove my innocence and whatnot. Yeah. So um, I go back to prison. I finally could sleep because I knew it was going to be over. 
Oh, mm-hmm. first thing I did when I got back was uh, to call someone to bail me out. The way mm-hmm. bail works in Saudi is you don't pay money. So if someone bails me out and I don't show up for trial, the person who bailed me out gets punished instead of me for That's my brutal. crime. <laughs> okay, that yeah. is that is a steep bail structure. <laughs> yeah, okay. so my my dad came to bail me out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and I finally got out. I was so happy to be outside because they sell just stunk. Yeah, like no. you couldn't even imagine. There, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in there who've been there for like two to four months without any kind of soap. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you're finally, you're finally out. That sounds truly awful. Yeah. And then now what? Right? Do you have that trial still coming up, or what happens? You go so, home, your dad bails you out. I no, imagine so, it was an understanding because it sounds like this is somewhat known in Saudi Arabia as might happen. Or did you think you were guilty? Uh, no, I, I, I never expected this to happen. Really? Honestly. Okay. I didn't, yeah. Like I've never heard of something like this to, to anyone I know. So I get into the car with my dad and he's like, I got you a lawyer. One second, I'm going to call him. So... He hands me the lawyer, and the lawyer's like, so tell me, son, what happened? And I told him what happened. So he's like, oh, so you signed a confession? And I was like, yeah. So he's like, oh, oh, that's fine. Give your dad the phone for a second. I give the phone to my dad. The lawyer just says, uh, he signed a confession. He's fucked. I quit. And hung <laughs> up. <laughs> well, all of a sudden, a little less, at least you're leaving. At least you're leaving. Yeah, uh, at least I got a, a year of freedom. Yeah, okay, I got a year of freedom. Okay, so wait, is this trial still coming up? No, so... Uh, okay. No, this was like four years ago. Okay, it's all happened. four years. Okay, okay. So, okay. Yeah, so... Tell me more. So, so, uh, so I immediately told my dad, take me to the drug addict hospital. I don't know what it's called. Like, it's like a rehab center for drug addicts, so I can do a drug test. Like immediately as I left so I can prove that I don't have any drugs in my system. Mm -hmm. So he takes me there. I go in. I I, I go in. There's a doctor. He asks me. He he asks my dad to to get out of the room so he can talk to me privately. And he's like, oh, what what do you do, son? Like, tell me, Mm -hmm. what, what is your vice? And I'm like, oh, this is kind of hard and a long story to tell. So he says, oh, cocaine. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> How did you get cocaine from that? Okay. <laughs> okay so I so... explained to him mm-hmm. my happened? story. And mm-hmm. he goes into like a, a whole monologue and rage about how God will smite all the wrongdoers and whatnot. And then he hands me a cup to piss in. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> So I had to piss in it in okay, front of him. Happens. And, and when I tried to give him my back, he's like, no, no, I need to see. So okay. it's weird. Someone's yeah. staring at my you're dick. Right, pee, I okay. couldn't pee. I couldn't pee. I was shy, dude. And I kept apologizing to him for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So you're apologizing for not being able to pee in front of the doctor because he wants to verify it's your pee. All right, all right, yeah. all right. But did you eventually squeeze it out? Squeeze that lemon? Yeah. Yeah, okay. eventually I did. Uh, and he was like, okay, we'll have the results by tomorrow. And okay. We'll, we'll uh, send you a text message. So I'm okay. like, okay, cool. And I go home. 
and I shower finally and go yep. to sleep. Because I'm so tired, I didn't sleep well, and mm -hmm. I got sick. I literally got sick for a few days because of like the fucking amount of germs in that cell. Mm -hmm. So I started feeling the drug test came back negative. Yeah. So I started to feel uh like more secure, yeah. Okay. About the court date. And a few days later, someone calls me and they're like, oh, uh, are you Rashid? And I'm like, yes. They're like, <clears throat> so I work in court. I have your file. If you don't want to go to trial, just pay me twenty thousand dollars. And I'm okay. like, oh, okay. I'll I'll think about it. <laughs> okay. So and I hang up. Okay. I I, I didn't have right. the money. Okay. <laughs> that point, I didn't have the money. And again, I was kind of confident because I did the drug test that uh -huh. I was gonna be fine. So a week later, that same person calls my dad and he's like, oh, you either pay me $200,000 or your son is going to prison. Okay. That's yeah. awful. So, <clears throat> so, so we... Bribery, yeah. blackmailing. It's kind of like a mix of both. And now it's gone from yes. just like a bribe to a blackmail. Okay. Yeah. So I start asking around friends and stuff. So one of my friends... Uh, her mom works in an internal affair and mm -hmm. they did a whole investigation on what happened. They found out that, that that cop did that to at least six or seven other people, at least. Okay. So everything was dropped and his punishment was two weeks off with pay and it doesn't go on his record. <laughs> so oh. that's the moment where I was like, okay, dude, I, I want out. <laughs> I want out. Blame you. Holy crap. And then I'm sure the guy's just back to being a cop about a record. It's all swept up. I under. don't know. Kinda. I don't know what happened to him after. But yeah. So that that moment right there is... You're I out. heard his punishment uh, is when I was like, yeah, I'm out. I don't want to live here anymore. Wow, that is a roller coaster. It's like straight up out of the like cough covered right then. The trial like that. <laughs> that, that is some twisted <laughs> Stop! God, yeah. you're like okay, I'm out. And how? This was about four yeah. years ago, so we fast forward yeah. a bit. Uh, and then was this during the first job or second job? We're at the travel travel agency the, the, now. Mm -hmm. This was during the first job. First job. Wow. Okay, first job. But you never, you weren't able to immediately leave the country. You have a lot of time from there until now. Now we're finally looking. Yeah, because again, I didn't, I didn't have money. I didn't. So th this was during that the, the travel agency, but the first. Yeah, where Job the salary was minimum The wage. one with the minimum wage. Yeah. Yeah. And so now... So, like, I've been planning for it for a while, but I kind of got too comfy, you know? Mm -hmm. But, because, like, now I'm out of a job, and mm -hmm. I have a lot of money saved up. So, like, as soon as, soon as they told me, we're going to pay you the reminder of your salary for the rest of your contract, and then that's it, I was like, as soon as it's over, I'm going to move away. I'm going to collect sense, right? what... <laughs> what collect yeah. your free money, spend the forfeit, save the rest, have the money available yeah. to leave the country, ideally never come back. Uh, yeah. At least not live. I'm assuming. And what are, actually, let me ask you about your uh, parents. Are they, gonna, are they supportive of this? Are they nervous for you? Oh, they, 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 they don't know. I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm just going to show up one day and be like, Mom, Dad, uh, I'm about to travel. <laughs> What? And then they're just, you're just gonna you really why yeah, did you tell them? 
Because because you don't know what my parents are like. So my dad makes everything yeah. seem like it's the end of the world. It's it's do or die, you know. And like for example, so so the travel agency has had kind of some financial problems. So they'd pay me my salary sometimes a week late or two weeks late. So. So he'd be like, oh, it's salary day. Did you get paid? And I'm like, no, they didn't pay me today. Did you talk to them? Uh, no. Because at that point, I know, like, I'm going to get it. It's just going to mm -hmm. be a few days late. He's like, no, 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 go back. Go back right now. Ask them about it. Like, he's mm -hmm. that kind of guy, yeah. you know? And my oh, mom goodness. is the kind of person that, you know, like, lies to, like, scare you into doing something. So they make my OCD so much worse, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, one person saying everything is the end of the world, and the other person's willing to lie yeah. to push things in different directions. Yeah. It's a tough combo, tough combo. So you're going to keep <laughs> yeah. it. So you're basically going to hide this. It's the last moment, so you're like, I've got my you know flight booked to Canada. I'm leaving tomorrow. You're going to show up and be like, guys, adios. Yeah, it's, it's our last night together. <laughs> and then you're going to hang out for a day and leave. Okay. Yeah. That is, I hope that all goes according to the plan, my friend, but it sounds like that might be what's required. Interesting. Yeah. So have you applied there for like a visa or how does this work for you going to work? Ideally so, live in Canada. So because I studied college there, that helps me a lot. Mm -hmm. So I am, yeah, I'm currently like uh, in the process. Like I applied and everything's happening and yeah. And then I'll go there and I don't care what job I get. I'll fucking be a janitor. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't blame you get any job. I mean, it's got to be a little bit better of a legal system in Canada than Saudi Arabia's yeah. potential experience. Like, so, like, do, do you know much about Saudi or our culture? Um, I don't actually know as much as I would like. I, I've, I've met someone from okay. Saudi Arabia on a trip in China, but that's about as far as I go. Not okay, so, besides the fact uh, that the politics stuff. So, for example, mm -hmm. Crozier told me like oh i i okay. always wanted to go to saudi i want to experience the culture and i'm like what culture did okay. your experience in saudi is not experiencing rights you experience in other places yeah no alcohol no pork no women you can't talk to women publicly yep. they all okay. have to wear burqas um we have this thing called religious police that arrests you if you do something well we used to have them. I don't know if they're still around. I don't know what happened with the religious mm -hmm. police, honestly. Uh, everything's forbidden. You can't, as a single guy, you have to live in a building with only single men. Married people live in uh, apartment complexes with only married couples. Uh, mm -hmm. Single guys aren't allowed to go into a mall except for one specific day a week. You can't be seen in public in shorts. Mm -hmm. Nothing will let you in. <laughs> like that's our culture. Yeah, I, I confess, I've never a single time in my life wanted to visit Saudi Arabia. Uh, speaking of somebody who's traveled a fair bit you. around the world, wait, what'd you say? Said I don't blame you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, like there are other countries. If I mean, I would love to do something that's in the Middle East, but there are other countries. Yeah, it seems more interesting. Saudi always seems like, uh... dude, there's nothing to do here. I'm a travel agent, and I can tell you, like <laughs> we didn't have tourist okay. visas before two years ago. Okay, okay. and. It's $4,000 to get a tourist visa to Saudi. For what? <laughs> yeah. There's nothing to do here. There's literally nothing to do here. Yeah, I think You can do two things. You can either go shopping or go to a cafe. There's nothing else to do here. 
All right, yeah, I've got to And you can it. do those things anywhere else in the world. Exactly. No, I think it's pretty low. I mean, I've seen there are there are plenty of places in the world with less rights than the United States that I would love to go to. I lived in one. I went to China. I lived through China for like five, six months. But Saudi Arabia's gig, eh, not, not, yeah. not yeah. looking really my style. I mean, if I wish, if, yeah, but yeah, you know. Yeah, not high on my list. Not high on my list. Could you know if I get an opportunity to go for free? Like, sure. I'm gonna spend. Money. Honestly, if if you wanted to go to Saudi, I'd say two days. Two days is enough to experience it. Experience <laughs> it. All right, all right. Just thought you come in. Because the, yeah. the only two places that are like worth visiting are the two holy cities, mm-hmm. and they don't let you into them unless you're Muslim. Oh, yeah, then I've gone. I mean, it explains why the tourist visas are 4K, because if you want to visit them and go to Saudi Arabia for that, might as well pay up. But, yeah, if we can't find I'm not, I'm not a Muslim. No, so, 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 so there are visas for that. It's called the Umrah visa. Umrah is what like is a religious visa pilgrimage. visa costs 4K? Yeah. I, 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 don't I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought that was that. I thought it was just like, oh, yeah, we can, you know. We have these only, you know, we have these only cities. Like, it's gonna be fine. We can generate a lot of revenue off of this. No, you know. there are visas for that. So I, no, I literally don't know why they think people are gonna f- pay 4K for a fucking tourist visa to Saudi. I got nothing. I got nothing yeah. for that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. L- like, if you literally told me, oh, I'm gonna visit you. What's there? Where stuff we can do together? I'd be like. Uh, we can go to a cafe and smoke hookah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much it, dude. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. Well, I don't, I don't yeah. blame you for wanting to go to Canada again. Hopefully, in a more permanent fashion. Do you have any idea how long it'll be till you get the opportunity? Uh, so I should get my answer in like a month or two months. And then I'll start like booking an apartment. I've already looked for places, but I, I haven't obviously paid for anything yet because I'm waiting yep. for the visa. So is it it's a work visa, I assume? Work and maybe through yeah. some program there to eventually fully immigrate. Want to be a Canadian citizen? The goal? Yeah, that's the goal. Nice. I dig it. I dig it. And then that's it. I'll be hanging in Canada. Excellent. Okay, yeah, exactly. so I see. With- you have a wild story to get there, eh? So, let's see. You have solid future ambitions. Now it's just like for you, just kind of like standby, chill. Stream some Gwent. Relax, do your thing. And then uh, hopefully move, you know, hop over to Canada. I dig it, I dig yeah, it. Yeah, and I can finally do a hot tub stream. <laughs> That's, oh, yeah, you can do a hot tub stream. That, I, that makes sense. It suits you. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. So, any any other ambitions right now on your plate anything else you got going on that you want to succeed at just no i'm not really ambitious honestly like even mm-hmm. i got way further in streaming than i ever imagined i would because i didn't even want to stream to begin with tell me about that tell me about your streaming time because you actually have an awesome time slot by the way as being as another streamer you have a <laughs> you have a kick butt one i look at them like yeah now rashid's making out like a bandit here tell me tell so, me about your streaming endeavors mm-hmm so, uh, so do you know the tragedy of the card game artifact? I do know <laughs> the tragedy card game artifact, <laughs> Mr. Person who says they're the face of artifact. Tell me about that, your experience <laughs> of artifact. I was interested if you're trad. Oh, you your- want to know about artifact? Of course. I know it's up and down, and I know a lot about what fell it apart or made it fall apart. But tell I've not personally played it. 
tell me about your experience because you were actually like in there. I think you casted a tournament. You won. You beat some people. I forget exactly how it all came together. I'd have to check the notes. Yeah. So but you were you were big so there. I I was I big there. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing there now, so it's big relatively speaking. A little bit of rounding there. I'm willing to give you the credit. Tell me, tell me, tell me about Artifact. Okay, so I I loved Hearthstone. Hearthstone got me into card games. And then I got sick of it because it went to shit and it all became like an RNG clown fiesta. Uh-huh. So I saw Life Coach switch to Gwent. So I was like, oh, I'll give Gwent a chance. So I started mm -hmm. playing Gwent. And then uh, Artifact got announced during the Dota TI. Mm -hmm. So I was so hyped. All we right. got was Artifact, the Dota card game, and I was sold. Because yep. it's, it's, it's Valve. It's Valve. Valve has never <laughs> dropped the ball. a bad game. And then you're you're a Dota fan, right? You're cranking yeah. at Dota too. So you have, you're like, this is, this is it, right? Yeah, you're this is my dream. I love card games. And I love the Dota universe. And again, it's Valve. They've never, like, failed. Put out a bad game. Uh huh. Oh, I was so hyped for it. I remember, like, that year long of, like, getting hints about what the game is gonna be like, seeing pictures of cards. Mm -hmm. And then they announced that people who attended TI and people who go to PAX East get beta codes for a month earlier Ooh, to play okay. the game before it launches. So <laughs> so I bought a key off eBay for the okay. beta for $220. <laughs> okay, you're really committed. You're like, one more month of pay, $220? Please, let's do it. So you bought this artifact key. Yeah, and then the, the beta got pushed back. Instead of a month, it became only a week. <laughs> oh. Ah! <laughs> Alright, that didn't go well. So you gotta play a week early for $220. Great. Yeah. And? And mm -hmm. the game came out and it uh, fucking died. It, it had so many f missing things. It didn't have a ranking system. The closest you have to competitive was basically playing something like draft. It's five wins or two losses. And mm -hmm. matchmaking is just fuck all. You can get a really good opponent, really shit opponent. Okay. And to play that mode, you have to buy tickets with money. I believe there were like a dollar and a half a ticket. Okay. Um, that's, yeah. I know monetization really screwed it over in the starting stuff, right from the get-go. Yeah, it was also buy-to-play. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't get packs for free. You had to buy them or cards. Yep. That sounds like a terrible setup. <laughs> I mean, it died, right? Like, if you go so to Artifact, it's free now. But if you go there, no one's playing it. Mm-hmm. So honestly, to this day, I fucking, in my opinion, Artifact, once the match starts, it's a 10 out of 10 card game. Nothing will compare to how amazing, deep, complex it is. Mm -hmm. But everything outside of the match fucking killed the game. Everything. <laughs> and it did die. And it died hard. And they oh, even it died horribly. It, and... it died horribly. It's so sad. Because <laughs> it it even, like, they even brought in the creator of Magic the Gathering to design the game. Where yeah. They run Richard Garfield, the legend, then, you know, went splat. Yeah. It, it fucking, like, yeah. It, it, it was a horrendous. Like, I see it now. It was a cash grab. Like, like mm -hmm. that's all it is. The gameplay was amazing, but it, it was just there as a cash grab. 
like evident by the fact that even though it stabilized around 10k concurrent players, it wasn't good enough for Valve. They mm -hmm. said the long haul post and they were gonna work on fixing it, but they never intended to. Then some few devs decided to make Artifact 2.0, mm -hmm. even though Valve didn't want to support it. And uh, look at how that went. Poorly. Yeah. And, they and got also, because mm -hmm. I, I saw an interview a couple of months ago with some dev. She went to Valve with a game idea. And she was like, this game is projected to make 300 million in the first year. Mm -hmm. And they literally told her, come back when the number is in the billions. So they don't care. Like 10K mm -hmm. concurrent is amazing for like indie games or like yeah. even, even with Valve's monetization, if it's any other company, since everyone had to pay for everything, it would have been good. But for Valve, that's just like pocket change. The bar is too high. Yeah, I mean, even team, yeah. even like stuff like uh, Team Fortress 2 has an incredible player base and probably still makes finds ways to make money. There's just a lot yeah. of when Valve publishes a game, they, they want bank. It reminds me also of Activision yeah. Blizzard, where they'll acquire IPs, but if it's not going to be a hundred million plus franchise per year, like Activision Blizzard just kills their franchises off. Yeah. If you're not doing it, it sounds like Valve's the same thing. Their benchmark might be even higher because they don't do many games. Not like Blizzard. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, that well, is. Like for rough. example, the the only reason they did Half Life Alex was to sell their VR set. Yep, there's a plot in it, and they brought it back. Yeah. That's why Half-Life 3 was never going to be made. Like, they didn't care. <laughs> like, 100 mil? Psh, yeah. Like, one Steam so, summer sale. <laughs> Anyways. So, Artifact died with uh -huh. that long-haul post. I went to play Magic Arena. Okay, that's a good choice. Is it? I honestly, like honestly, it. it was more expensive than Artifact. Artifact... <laughs> Mm -hmm. Sure, like, like, here's the thing. I'm not a fan. Here's the okay. thing, and I understand why Blizzard, for example, treated their Hearthstone player base like a bunch of morons uh -huh. because the general public are fucking morons. <laughs> there uh. are there are people that literally used to go to artifact streams and say Hearthstone is cheaper. No, it's fucking no, not. Hearthstone's... Hearthstone's... No, it's That's not. It's not. They give you the illusion that if you play enough, you can get free cards. But someone did the math. If you want to grind out every day, do every quest every day, get the, the, the amount of ore, mm -hmm. gold in that game. Yep. But there's a cap of, of gold you can make in a day. If you make the cap every single day, okay. it takes you six months to make a meta deck. And every four months, an expansion comes out. Okay, that's never gonna fly. Wow, that's brutal. I mean, Hearthstone <laughs> exactly. is a great they game. They gave you the Hearthstone. illusion. Uh -huh. And that's all people cared about. People didn't do the math. Yeah. They just it. cared about the illusion. Oh, I can get a pack for free. Yeah, but the pack usually is filled Garbage. with shitty filler cards. Yeah. Um, that is, the, yeah, no, Blizzard, Hearthstone is always the more, and I look at it, I'm like, I would probably enjoy that game, but I can't afford that game. I don't um, think anyone no, trust really me, can you afford wouldn't. that game. Hearthstone used to be good. But it turned into the devs from focusing on the game being competitive to the game having highlight moments. Mm -hmm. So it turned into a game where none of your decisions matter. Depending on a matchup, you're going to play one random card that's going to do one random... It's a coin flip. Mm -hmm. And you either win or lose depending on that single coin flip. Nothing else you did during the game matters. Do you know Yoxaron? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, ooh, is that the random spell, dude? Yeah, he yeah, casts yeah, random yeah. spell from any classes, depending uh -huh. on how many, many spells, spells you've cast you've casted that game. I literally climbed to Legends with a deck, with a mage deck that has nothing but spells that stall and control, and then I slammed Yog Saron and clenched my butthole. <laughs> and it worked every single time. Because if you cast like 20 spells, odds are it's gonna work in your favor. Yep. No. Because most of them, some a lot of them specify who they target: allied units, enemy units, uh, enemy or enemy hero, and like their heroes. Yeah. And uh, no, yeah, so sense. that game Yaxron. seriously became so bad. Yep. And I gotta say, someone who I back then I actually really liked watching Hearthstone highlights and Yogg-Saron's go off, but playing it would have been miserable. Because it was exactly. fun to watch. It was yeah, like, I don't I'm know what's gonna happen, but. Mm -hmm. I'm the same. I occasionally watch uh, Hearthstone, but I I won't play it. I'd rather watch someone else. Get fucked by RNG than me. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that's what. Yeah, some that it's definitely a game I prefer to watch because I can't afford it, and the RNG aspect is infuriating. It's infuriating enough yes. for RNG and uh, Gwent sometimes, but there's so little of it. It's what makes people nervous. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so when Artifact died, I uh, started playing Magic, and yeah? that game is so fucking expensive, dude. Holy fuck! I paid hundred and twenty dollars. $20, I got basically the equivalent of a journey in Gwent. Okay. And with $100, I bought packs. And I played for three more months. And all I had to show for it, of all of this combined, was a deck and a half. Oh, that's rough. Okay, that's thing. Yeah. And I couldn't read what the cards... I couldn't learn what the cards do. Because, one, each card has a fucking twit longer in it. <laughs> and, and second of all... Some cards, you literally don't understand how they work with the UI. The UI is such a struggle in that <laughs> game to deal with. It is. Like, so yeah. there's this card. So I, I figured out best way to learn the game is to play aggro and then see whatever one else is playing uh -huh. and and learn their cards and their archetypes that way because aggro mm -hmm. is pretty brain dead. Yeah. So <clears throat> one of the cards I had it's it's i don't think it's a spell it's something you put on the board and it lets you play cards from the top of your deck instead of your hand oh what uh, is that card it's not fires of innovation it is i don't remember okay i'm with you i'm with you i know that one yeah and i'd play it and it wouldn't do anything and then i figured out from watching someone that i literally need to click in the bottom of the ui i click to stop a drawing stage so i can fucking use the card that's so stupid. I mean, I feel, I feel you. I feel you. Imagine the Gathering is a game. It was the original card game. It was never meant to be an electronic card game, but it is successful now on the merits of a great game. But the UI aspect of it, how interactive it is, takes forever, and it's crazy. Yeah. Feel that. So okay, yes. so you're not having a good experience of Magic. When did you get to go yeah. back to Gwent afterwards? No, because I hated Homecoming with a passion. I when Homecoming first came out. It was so bad. So, mm -hmm. so Homecoming came out a week before Artifact. So I did give it a shot. And so there were a lot of dumb mechanics. First of all, Artifacts had cooled down, which was mm -hmm. fucking stupid. People only ran six units in a deck. Uh -huh. And the rest were all Artifact. Artifacts. <laughs> and cards had Reach. Remember Reach? 
Uh, is you know the amount of rows you could hit in front? Wasn't it like yes. you hit one, two? Yeah, okay, okay. Yes. I, remember, I remember. I remember. Yeah, it was so stupid. So I was like, yeah, fuck this. Gwent is dead. Think fuck Artifact. The savior is coming out. <laughs> so I, I, I stopped watching Gwent. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, after Magic, I was like, this sucks. I'd honestly rather be playing Artifact even though it's dead. So me and a friend... Mm -hmm. um, started playing Artifact again. He used to stream CSGO. Him. Mm -hmm. um, so he started streaming uh, Artifact. Artifact, and he met two, two people that introduced him to the like Artifact League that do tournaments every other day. And mm -hmm. he was like, why don't you join? And I joined. So in one of these tournaments, he was streaming, and he was we, we got matched into each other. So he called me on Discord, and I started shit-talking him, because that's mm -hmm. what friends do. Yeah, don't blame <laughs> me. I don't blame you. Like some smack talk of friends. I'm with you. Yeah. Gonna put so, them down. Put them in their place. Mm-hmm. So one of one of uh, one of the people in chat asked me why don't I start streaming because they said mm. I was entertaining. So like fuck it, I'll try it. Okay. And I genuinely, when I started streaming, I thought like I'd only have two or three viewers at most, mm -hmm. so you and like no one was gonna watch me. Yeah, and this is your first foray in the streaming, correct? Where you began? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. So yeah. I did, I did stream like twice during Gwent beta, but my internet mm -hmm. was shit back then on 360p. Mm. I used to play Mill, and the only people that came into my chat were to call me the F word. <laughs> ah. That's it. So I was like, ah, I guess streaming isn't for me. Never mind that I'm streaming in 360p. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So you're giving it a second try instead of your internet's better. It sounds like you're not 360p playing mill and getting called the F word all the time. <laughs> so you start so you start streaming artifact. I dig it. Yeah. So and that yeah. you, get, you expect two or three viewers, what happened? Uh, it did, like, first month, it took a lot for me to get used to, because, like, streaming, you know what it's like, you feel, at the start, you feel kind of like you're on the spot, uh -huh, it's you know weird. what I mean? And, like, you're taught, you have to be entertaining and no one's there, and you're like, I need to be yeah. engaged, no yeah. one. On the off chance someone clicks on this obscure stream and gives me one minute of under ch chat, like, I need to do it, I have no idea when it's going to be, it's weirdly Yeah, lonely. exactly, it's just, oh, and, and, lot. and... So, but because Artifact was such a dead game, like no one uh -huh. wanted to stream it, I'd always have four or five viewers, but none of them would talk. <laughs> and whenever I see the number go down, I'd get fucking sad. I'm like, oh, what did I do? Did uh -huh. I offend someone? <laughs> yeah, no, I know that feeling. So what I, I know that feeling. So what I started doing, like uh, uh, two weeks into it, was I'd open my chat on Pop Out, and that's it. I don't okay. look at the viewer count. Uh -huh. I know there are some people lurking, and that's it. And I just do whatever the fuck I want to do. I'm yeah. screaming artifact. Who cares, anyways? Hiding so just, viewer like, count started... is the most... Yeah, I'm up here. Hiding yeah. the viewer count, because when you go forward, it's like an emotional drop. You're like that precious person. 25% yeah. of my audience just disappeared. But Yeah, yeah like literally, number. since the second week till now, whenever I stream, I just have my chat on pop-out. I don't look at anything else. Uh-huh, yeah, no, I have my chat. I occasionally glance at a number just to know, but... One thing I find really frustrating about streaming is also how dis I don't know if you find this, this is what I'm going through, which is like a tangent, but whatever, we're going to the tangent. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, like go, every time you hit a new high and you hold it for like three days, it just becomes a norm. And so if you're not hitting that number, it's like, eh, you know, it's bad. Oh, I wouldn't even know because I literally don't know what my viewer count is until I'm done streaming. I respect <laughs> that. I'm I respect streaming. that. Because I look and like, 
lately have been popping off some, at least for my standards. Uh, and I'm looking, I'm like, I'm like, wow, it's incredible, incredible. It's like, oh, I expect this now. It's like, oh, there goes, there goes dopamine <laughs> rush. Like, woo, guts, that thing No, gone. that's why I, I literally don't look at the number. Once I'm done, I get an email from Twitch, you know, your yep. stream summary. Yeah, yep. uh, that, that's the only thing I look at. Oof, and uh, sometimes so I don't even look at it. And maybe maybe that's the way I should do it. I got I gotta I gotta have your Oh no, trust me, it's way better. It makes it a way more enjoyable experience if you do it, it that way. Interesting. Cause, I, cause mm -hmm. like are are we really like Am I really supposed to be sad that I only get 20 viewers? That's 20 people choosing to watch uh -huh. me Over instead of else. anyone else. Feels good. No, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's good. No, that makes a lot of sense. I have the bad habit of like checking in every so often here, there, but I shouldn't. Yeah, that's all right. And then just get my summary. I can also they can literally they break it down by five minute segments. If you go into stream summary on the actual Twitch, like, oh, website. I never checked that. <laughs> oh, yeah. They break it down to five minute increments. I know the exact average viewership on five minute increments for every stream. And like, I can tell you when it's up and I can show when it's down. I could even overlay on a video from the video and check the time slots. Like, ooh. no, I, I literally like uh -huh. don't know what, what works and what doesn't. Cause I just don't check. Like <laughs> I, I stream oh. to have fun. I respect that. I mean, it's kind of where you're at in life yeah. though, right? You started streaming yeah. for the sake because people are like, ah, it could be fun. Stream four or five yeah. viewers and artifact. Yeah, I and genuinely enjoy stream. Mm -hmm. I love streaming. Like it's, it's a good time. It's the thing I look forward to every day. It's not the subs. It's not the viewer count. It's not the growth. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. It's just no. like, it, it, because it's like hanging out with friends. Well, totally. once you remove the number aspect of it, it's just mm -hmm. hanging out with friends. It is. I think uh, I view it a bit more as a business, but that's also my ambition. <laughs> and uh, that's a yeah. Little, well, but people it is. have different ambitions. Yeah, but there is like the reason one of the reasons streaming is fun is that community aspect of whether if you treat it as a hobby, you're hanging with friends. In my case, I'm building out a community. I'm like, oh, yeah, I get to hang with all these cool people. And you're able to name them off. You're like, this person's cool. That person's cool. I'm looking forward to saying yeah. hello. Like, like I've made a lot of friends through streaming, not just other streamers. Like I know mo most of my viewers. I know what they do, where they like what country they're from and all of that. I love talking with my chat. That's like awesome. chat is my main focus. It's not Gwen. Uh -huh. Agreed. I think my number one priority has always been interacting with the community and like the game is second. Yeah. I got seriously. So, uh huh. So yeah. So started streaming mm -hmm. things. Uh, started off slow, but then like I became one of the biggest, which is like twenty average. Woo, baby, breaking <laughs> records and artifact. I see. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're yeah. rocking artifact. You're number one face of the game, as you said. Yeah. Or at least you say around on the internet. Mm -hmm. Tell me more. What happens? You eventually give it up. So uh, it's it's literally all I ever wanted to do is on Twitch. It's just a stream artifact. I okay. swear, if Artifact 2.0 never came out, I would have not have fucking interesting playing artifact so they because they i know they simplified things made it cleaner but the downside is they removed there complexity. was so many things that rubbed me the wrong way with it other than the fucking I, i'm i'm gonna say it okay so the lead dev from from uh for artifact 2.0 uh -huh. was a a map designer for valve for portal and he also worked on tomb raider his okay. name is eric tams you guys can look up a thread he made on gwent about how to fix the coin flip in beta 
And if you just look at it, if you just read that post, you can be like, oh, okay. Uh, now I understand why 2.0 for artifact was shit. Because <laughs> the, the guy, I, I'm, so, I'm pretty sure he's a nice guy. And yeah. my experience with talking with him uh, was all right, I guess. Uh, he did say like <laughs> some yep. things, but uh, he just had no clue what he was doing. I'll yeah. just put it that way. The wrong person for the job. Interesting. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Interesting it overlapped and wrote a post on how to fix the grunt coin flip, which actually has been gotten better over time. It, it was so bad. It was, so, it was so convoluted and it didn't even fix the coin flip. It was basically essentially what he wanted to do was, have you played Gwent Beta? Yeah, I was I played Gwent Beta. It's been a long time, okay. so my memory is never so, the best, but. Mm -hmm. So remember how leaders were a card that you get to play? Oh, yeah. You get to play your Dagon yeah. out. Uh-huh. Yeah. So his fix was for coin flip was each turn you have the leader, he goes up in one strength till a specific point where he gets a second deploy ability. How the fuck does that fix the coin flip? It doesn't. <laughs> That's alright. Because some leaders, you don't want to play around one. Nope. Like Faultist, Faultist obviously was your opener, but there are some leaders like yep. you wanted to save till round three, so that fixed nothing. Nope. It was a long convoluted post that didn't even come close to, to have anything to do with the coin flip. Okay, so so you get this incompetent dev, you couldn't fix bad suggestions in Gwent, you actually been put in part in charge of Artifact 2.0, botched it. Yeah. You hate the game. And they did a lot of bad things in my opinion. So the problem and one of the reasons people really detested how mm -hmm. Artifact was launched was because a lot of content creators and, and card game professional players got access to the game a year before. So they yep. promised us with 2.0, that's not going to happen. Okay. And? But it did happen. Oh. <laughs> I know people that personally got codes from people and then when it came out they were like oh we only gave richard Gar garfield keys to give well first of all you said you weren't gonna do it again second of all no you didn't he gave other people because i personally know of it <laughs> all right so it's just like a lot of it's, it's just a disaster artifact 2.0 it was 2.0 was a disaster it killed what little community artifact 1.0 had because none of the people that stuck around with 1.0 got into the 2.0 beta. That's a shame. That's, okay. Yeah. So it's just it's a disaster. It's just, it's so just everyone was miserable. Everyone's yeah. miserable. So what, what do you do? You're streaming Artifact 2.0. So trash. I tried one, one okay. day of, of variety streaming and I hated it. So I just started streaming Artifact 1.0. And what okay. surprised me was even though I was streaming 1.0, I had more viewers than people streaming 2.0. Okay. And I asked my chat, why? Go watch them. They'll be like, no, we'll experience it with you when you get into beta. Oh. Eventually, like a couple of weeks later, I got into beta. And I realized the game sucked dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, it's some college student's project. And okay. he's... Like, oh, what game do I like? Artifact? I'll make 2.0. None of the none of the changes made sense. It introduced more problems. Instead of it so Artifact 1.0 wanted to, to, to appeal to the niche of mm -hmm. hardcore players. Like really competitive. Yep. Like Dota does. Yeah, like Dota is way more hardcore than League of Legends. Uh -huh. 
what 2.0 did was it casualized it it casualized it too much for the hardcore players but it was too convoluted for the casual players so it That's appealed rough. to no one exactly okay i'm with you so it just fell yeah. through fell through yeah so i streamed that game for i think five days and okay. then i took my longest break off streaming i took like a two-week break and again, I've been streaming daily for like a year without Artifact getting updates. And when it does, <laughs> I took <laughs> two weeks off. Yep, because uh, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Interesting. So you take, so, it, take it off during uh, the, what's supposed to be like the highlight moment. Right? Here's the update. You've been waiting for a year. And yeah, it's crap. Yeah. So a few months before like 2.0 was even announced, I kind of like, I got curious and checked out Gwent because I wanted something to play off stream. Mm -hmm. And I really liked where the game went. Nice. So, so like I'd play it once a week or whatever. So mm -hmm. after that two week break, I, I just straight up told my chat, like I wasn't enjoying 2.0 at all. It felt like a chore, like a job. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm just, even though at that point the game was doing pretty well on Twitch, like a mm -hmm. lot of people were getting hundreds of viewers and whatnot, but I was like, yeah, no, it's just not for me. I don't care about the viewers. I'll just, I just want to go to play Gwent instead. And then you pop over to Gwent. And then that's yeah. where you've been and basically ever since, right? Yeah. I started two days before the Master Mirror expansion. And on my second day, CDPR hosted me. <laughs> nice that's awesome yeah I, I don't think they felt it was awesome no i'm sure they <laughs> I were i can feel the regret because <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing and i genuinely uh -huh. believe artifact made me a better streamer because artifact was so dead that when uh, so my stream would pretty much be 40 minutes in queue and then 10 mm -hmm. minutes of an artifact gameplay. So I needed, I had 40 minutes to kill. So I had to like come up with ideas to, and things to do uh -huh. during the stream. Like I'd, I'd, before my stream, I'd like write down some topics I wanted to talk about or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it just made it more natural, you know? Yep. And so like that's why. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, one. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Just keep going. Keep going. You're good. Yeah. Uh, so th that's why, like, it's pretty easy for me to like play Gwent and not make that bad of a d play. <laughs> right. Cause you're, you're Cause I'm used, used to, to talking. talking about like other things. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well that kind of worked out. The 40, that oh, stalling for 40 minutes would be miserable in our 30 minutes and then playing 10 minutes. Honestly, that oh. was like the highlight for me. The, the most fun part of the stream. Why, why don't you just do a variety? Interesting. Wait, then let me, Tell me why you didn't enjoy Variety when you experimented with that. Because like Variety, you just put on a YouTube video, play it for a second, chat the chat. Yes, I wanted to play Artifact. I want <laughs> to. Interesting. That's so what I want to be doing. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. So it's like, all right, well, if, we, if I enjoy chatting, but I still want to play Artifact. Cool. Like, I, I view myself as a glorified just chatting streamer. <laughs> <laughs> you know Because most of the time on my stream... We're not even talking about Gwent. We're fucking me and my chat are arguing about some dumb shit. Makes sense. Uh, interesting. So you you then you really just kind of had your stream explode. You've actually done really well in Gwent over the. Oh, uh, you know what helped me when I started what? streaming in that time slot because that was basically even in Artifact that was the same time. I got lucky because like 
Shaggy stopped streaming at that time. Stella uh -huh. Bread starts stopped streaming at that time. Everyone stopped Red streaming. Red Rain stopped streaming. So the people were stuck. They either watch me and B Fox. And yep. obviously, I'm not as bad of a streamer as him. Toss him some flame. Toss him some flame. I'm not endorsing or denying. I'm not getting no, him on that B one. B Fox is seriously one of my best friends in the game. Yeah, B Fox community. is chill, dude. I was actually one of the first people that raided me. Except when he raided me that one first time, I thought his name was B Fox. Like a bumblebee fox. And uh, I so thought like, that hey, too. Bee fox, bee fox. And somebody in the chat's like, John, it's beef ox. I'm like, ah. Yeah, I had that same thing too. Awesome. No, and no, you have, you dominated time slot. It always cracks me up because like, uh, it's late at night, my time when you're streaming. I go on there, I'm like, oh, there's not Rashid with all like 200 or 100 people who are watching Gwent. And there's like five other streamers. <laughs> they have like one person apiece. And I'm like, well, that's the Rashid yeah, but way. But the reason I wanted to stream at that time was because so people did come over from the artifact community and mm -hmm. I wanted to hang out with my boys, you know? Yeah, your friends. I don't want new viewers. Yeah, I wanted mm -hmm. my my friends. Interesting. So you just kept the same time slot because you want you know it works for your it works for your team. It works for yeah. the fans, your friends. And like bring them on over and then it works out with a little bit of luck. All the big streamers shut off and then there you are. Yeah. Not Rashid or Bust. Pick your poison. You want your Gwent stream? You're picking Rashid. I, I, I value that. I respect that. And then you just keep going. And you, I, It sounds like you don't really have any plans to stop. You're just waiting on no, what really. Canada's going to tell you. You'll eventually ideally move to Canada, get a job, and then it sounds like you're just going to keep streaming when you have time. Yeah. I'll stream because, like, the time I stream is, like, evening in Canada, so... <laughs> I can still stream at the oh, same time. Oh, yeah, you totally time. can. Yeah, you're just in the, you're in the evening. Uh, it's got to be really late yeah. for you, though, where you're streaming. you got to be streaming early morning? Oh, yeah, I start my stream at 1 a.m. Yeah, yeah because... Can do it. Can do it. So, so before COVID... Because I found the most enjoyable way to work is uh -huh. wake up, go to sleep right after work, wake up when I wake up on my own, and ah. just have a fun day. And yep. then when I go to work, after I've done everything I wanted to do, work just feels easy. You're in a good mood. So yep. that's why, like, I used to wake up, stream, then mm -hmm. go to work. Yeah, and just to basically do what you want to do at the start and yep. make the worst stuff in the end of the day. Because eventually you get for the worst stuff, you're like, ah, I can finally sleep, wake up, and I'm back to having a great time. And, yep. you know, that's a solid way to organize it. It's a solid way to organize it. I know for myself, I'm putting more of the midday because I need like the chill time to unwind. I can't go from work to sleep. I need like two hours to myself, not talking to another human being to actually unwind. But your strategy works. Yes. If you're able to just hop in the bed, sleep, you're like, hey, I'm back again for another day. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, what? exactly. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, sorry. Oh, no, go for it. Keep going. Keep going. I'm just going to toss you another yeah. question. but Because mm -hmm. uh, I was saying like, um, because, like, I realize when I go to work first and I get home, I'm tired to do anything. So if I do it before work... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're <laughs> uh, good. Th that's how you're I tired of work yeah. instead. I like it. Yeah. So, do you have any advice for streamers, for people trying to get into it? Uh, well, chat on pop-out, honestly. Have uh -huh. your chat on pop-out. Never look at the viewer count. It doesn't fucking matter. Trust me. Okay, now you know what? I think it's good advice. It, there's nothing... Streaming has too many numbers anyways, to be honest. They yeah. give you data on everything. Sub count, follower count, per stream. And they tell you plus or minus relative to the previous stream. 
which is also yeah. I find to be brutal. Because like it'll be like, oh, oh, you didn't get fifty, you lost, you got twenty five today, you got forty followers yesterday. What <laughs> happened? And I'm like, it was Tuesday. Yeah, but again, was... <laughs> it's luck based. Like yeah. sometimes there's something going on in another game that has a lot of overlap with Gwent. So uh -huh. the random viewers are watching that instead of checking out new streamers and Gwent. Like it's uh -huh. all luck, so why worry about it? Yeah, it, no. it has nothing indicative of you as a streamer. Yeah, I, I also like Loki. One of the things that for my stream really matters right now is whether Bushy or Freddy Babes is streaming. Are they streaming? <laughs> uh, no, then I'm doing really good. Are they, are, are they, and then if they are streaming, great. We're having an average day. Yesterday's results are going to look a lot better. Uh, that's the weird yeah, part about it's, streaming. It's easy. Just do what I did and take out the competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure the best in the slot. I respect it. Actually, I, this guy's toast used to do that. He's like, I would pick a streamer who was bigger than me. I would start streaming before their time slot, and I'd make sure I'd end my stream after their time slot. And I would do that until <laughs> I was bigger than them. <laughs> Just crush them, crush their time slot. Anyways, anyways, that's all. All that's okay. You have a crazy story. You gotta, you know, I like it. I like it. It's this complete journey of go, you know, personal life leading you back to Canada, streaming life leading you back to Gwen, and for a lot of a lot of ups and downs in between on each. The wild yeah. life. This is your moment podcast youtube version this your moment to have the floor talk to the people tell them what you want to say enjoy your minute of fame uh guys i just uh, lost my job and i have a cat to feed so <laughs> give me money <laughs> you're just gonna beg them for money that's what you're doing at the time well rashid i hope you're begging is successful thank you so much for being here you can catch rashid or not rashid on Twitch, in at least Western hem Western Hemisphere evenings, just check the times. He's a he's a good guy. When you go on the Gwent streams and you see there's only one stream that has viewers, you know you found <laughs> not Rashid. Until next time, not Rashid. Thank you so much for coming on the show.